0: This podcast is produced by the Center for Deployment Psychology at the Uniform Services University of the Health Sciences. The views expressed are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Uniform Services University, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. Government. In addition, references to any specific companies, products, processes, or services does not necessarily constitute or imply endorsement by the Uniform Services University, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. Government. Welcome to CDP's podcast, Practical for Your Practice we
1: give you actionable intel to support what you do. One colleague to another. Welcome to Practical for Your Practice. I'm Andy, and hello, Kevin. Hey, Andy. How are you? I'm doing great today. I'm doing really well. I'm feeling a little bit stressed about today's interview, but I understand being stressed isn't the worst thing in the world. That's probably a good Uh, thing. I learned that from our our good friend and colleague, Gabe Paoletti, who we have with us today. Hey, Gabe.
2: How you doing, Andy? Nice to see you again, Kevin.
1: Good to see you. We're doing great. Thanks so much for being with us.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you and be with
1: your listeners. So it's it's really interesting to get to talk about stress. Now, do you have any stress in your life, Gabe? Yeah, I have a decent <laughs> amount of stress. Right now I'm experiencing a little bit of stress.
2: It's my first real <laughs> podcast, I would say.
1: Well, congratulations on uh, you know, not letting <laughs> not letting your stress well, maybe letting your stress kinda guide your behavior here and being an ally.
2: I'd still be in bed if it wasn't for stress,
1: so. <laughs> me too, actually. Yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking about that this morning and it was, uh, you know, I had a really busy morning and I would have rather just laid in bed because I was feeling kind of tired, but the stress got me out, got yeah. me out of bed, and got me gone. Uh, that's and that's kind of, sure. yeah, and that's kind of what we're talking about today, right? The, um, you know, sort of changing, well, maybe thinking about stress differently and how stress and our relationship to it may actually, uh, if we you know go about it in the right way wind up helping us
2: yeah it's really looking at stress as a tool and like seeing stress for what it is obviously there can be a downside to stress and it doesn't necessarily feel good stress um i would say it's kind of a crappy feeling a really useful tool to address and help us to perform at the things that are most meaningful to us
1: yeah, really interested to hear your thoughts on that. And so, have you noticed in the work that you're doing. So actually before we jump into that, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the work you do around stress and and
2: Um actually my background is more in positive psychology and leadership. Um, For, I would say, the past 20 years, I've been doing trainings around positive psychology, performance psychology, resilience, Um, a lot of it for the University of Pennsylvania and the Army's Master Resilience Training Program and standing that up. For the past five years, I've been with the Consortium for Health and Military Performance as the Mental Fitness Senior Scientist. And there we're really looking at not only how do we enhance well-being, but how do we enable either service members, units, um, communities to perform the task that they need to do day in and day out optimally at at the best of their ability. So not so much um, addressing injury, although a lot of what we train can address injury, but how do we prevent injury and even further help you to perform what you need to do at the best of your ability. Um, So we've been doing all sorts of trainings, but um, prior to the last two years we would do maybe one or two on stress um in the last two years we've done 30 plus oh my gosh <laughs> um, on stress um or in some way like either burnout mental wellness um so there's clearly a demand signal i don't know if you guys have noticed people seem a little <laughs> more edge uh, little little edgy a yeah um, so it's yeah. really been one of the, our primary focuses
0: so just uh, just for our listeners' sake, Champ is located at the Uniform Services University, one of the centers there. Uh, yes. Much like CDP is too. So uh, that's another way that we're kind of colleagues, all in the same family. Yes.
1: Well, and that's that's sort of interesting that the angle that you're you're coming at it from is performance um, optimization and leadership. And so I'm guessing that the types of training you're doing in stress aren't sort of the typical stress management type stuff, like how to cope with it, how to reduce it. There may be some of that, but are the trainings you're doing different? Like how is stress optimization different when it comes to other approaches?
2: Um, I think in two ways, they have um, different assumptions behind them. I think there's a prevalent assumption just in society that all the effects of stress are negative. Like stress Mm -hmm. is something that we need to avoid We need to suppress. We need to just get rid of it. But really all stress is, is the response of our body and our brain when something we care about, something that's meaningful for us is at stake. Yeah. So like if I could, you know, wave a magic wand and eliminate all stress from your life, would you want me to do that?
1: Well, we wouldn't be here talking right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's wishing away your kids, your family, your work, like it's wishing away your favorite Sports teams, like anything that you care about is stress.
0: Um, don't get me wrong. Some days that sounds great. Could you just do that for us right now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um,
2: (laughs) But for for the things that are meaningful, like stress comes with that because it's our body and brain saying this matters. So we want to be on alert. We want to be able to address that secondly and i think my field of positive psychology sometimes sends out this mixed message i think there's a growing feeling that the goal is to feel good rather than do good mm. stress does not feel good like stress isn't fun um, but if we want to do good stress is important in that and a lot of the research is now showing in the field of well-being that for us to really enhance our well-being the focus shouldn't be on feeling good. It should be on doing good, doing meaningful things, helping others, living out our values and being able to do that. And stress is a really valuable tool to do that um, in many different domains in our life.
0: You know, that that feels like such a really important distinction, the, the difference between feeling good and doing good. It reminds me a little bit of like, you know, the the optimal arousal theory and kind of around you know things that I think probably many of us learned kind of you know, Psych 101 and the kinds of you know early days of, of training too. Just you know, this idea that there's you know like zero arousal is is not very helpful. There's certainly a, a place where it gets to be too much and becomes um, counterproductive. But there's that optimal level of arousal. It sounds sounds similar to that. Are there similarities, differences between those concepts?
2: Yeah, um, it definitely relates to the arousal, and especially when we're looking at specific performances. Each of us have like kind of that sweet spot um, where it's the right amount of arousal that's going to enable us to focus and perform at whatever that task is um, to perform at our best. But I also think in more of a general perspective, like being able to look at like, what are the things, what are the values that I have each day? And what are the things that are worth my energy, worth my stress that I do care about, That this is where I want my energy and focus to be. And the things that might be grabbing or stress that like really don't matter at the end of the day, being able to kind of push those aside or lower them on the priority list.
0: Kind of letting our our stress be a guide of determining what's important to us and and directing our energies toward those things that matter.
2: And one of like the, I think most useful like stress optimization tools in the moment is just recognizing that you're stressed and then naming why it matters to you, like naming what's at stake that's important, what's the value, the goal, the way for you to do good in this, Um, because then it directs it. And um, even like when you're looking at the the arousal part, like it's our body and brain trying to help us. So being able to be goal directed and sort of channeling that energy in the right way Because often what we find with stress is that the stress becomes the stressor itself. Mm, If we have that belief that stress is bad and we're experiencing stress, then we get stressed about having stress. Um, And if the belief is I need to feel good all the time while I'm stressed, well, then often we can interpret that as, well, then something must be wrong. Mm. Like my relationship must be ruined because I'm stressed all the time. Your relationship's stressful because you care and you want to be there. I mean, I, I have a four-year-old daughter. I'm stressed around her all the time. But it's because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about, like, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing the, like, am I being present with her? Um, and when she goes to bed, I feel that relief. And then I miss her, like, and but it's because that relationship is important to me that it's stressful.
1: Well, you know, it reminds me a lot of one of the sayings that we have in acceptance and commitment therapy, which is we hurt where we care. Mm. You know, um, if you look or, you know, you look on the other side of hurt, there's usually like you're saying something really important. And this is a radically different message. I want to go back to something you said a a few moments ago. Um, you know, so much of the focus, not just on stress, but on, you know, uncomfortable emotions, uncomfortable thoughts is feel good, do something to replace or get, you know, get rid of those thoughts and feelings and put better ones in there versus doing good, which is, you know, being effective, doing what matters to you. And it it sort of strikes me that as we're talking here, if you are trying to suppress or get rid of stress, you might also be blinding yourself to what really matters you know not not being aware of what really matters and so not only is it impossible to eliminate stress in life i mean you know you might also be robbing yourself of some really really critically important orienting information
2: and i would like add that especially if we're trying to escape it Mm, Um, So, like when you think of the behaviors that we might take to escape stress it can lead to drinking a lot more, or getting into drugs or getting into, you know, retail therapy, um, behaviors that might, in fact, actually go against our values or get in the way of who it is that we want to be and want to do. Um, and that's where, like, I, there is a major cost to like, I mean, I want to feel good all the time. Why not feel good all the time? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I also want to live out my values. I also want to do good throughout the world um, and Be the best person that I can be, and stress is important to that. I mean, it's easy to lose sight of that when you know things are tough and it feels like everything's stressful.
0: So, how do you start to do this? I mean, because it it Hmm. feels like this really is a big change in how most of us approach our stress, or most of us kind of think of our relationship with stress. How do you start? You started to talk about this, but how do you start to make this shift? How do you start to harness? I, I guess maybe my word, but harness that that stress for doing good
2: there's really three ways that i would advise trying to make this shift because it really is a mindset shift which isn't easy and it's not something that i think can happen overnight there are some studies that like one study done by Elijah Crum, um they basically brought in three different groups of well three people randomized control group study Mm -hmm. the one group watched the video under 10 minutes That talked about accurate, like the benefits of stress and how stress helps us to focus, how it helps us to learn, grow, how it can even benefit our health in some ways. Um, And it was like those are the facts, but then examples, stories, examples, anecdotes within that that help us to see how stress can be beneficial. Second group, all the ways that stress can be harmful to our health, harmful to our performance. And then the third group, nothing. And just after watching those short videos, they were able to like look at their views of stress, which changed. Um, but also they were able to measure like when they were in a stressful situation, like public speaking or something like that, like their hormones changed in terms of how they dealt with stress. So, like one example is it's um the DHEA to cortisol ratio, which is like the growth index of stress response. Those that believe that stress could be well, those that saw the video that stress can be enhancing had higher DHA levels, the DHEA to cortisol ratio, meaning that they were like more open to learn, more open to grow. It kind of lessens um, sort of like the constriction that we experience with stress. Um, So just from watching like that short intervention did show to have impacts. My the thing, like looking at more like how do beliefs develop over time? Like I'm sure all of us though have like very vivid, meaningful experiences where stress has gotten the best of us. I mean, I can just sure. think uh, <laughs> when I say it, I picture myself in. I was freshman year of high school, getting a presentation, shaking like crazy, because I right. noticed that one. I remember calling a girl I was interested in for the first time and her dad, and like I kept saying, it's Gabe there, it's Gabe there, it's Gabe there, and I didn't realize to the end of the call, like, wait, I'm Gabe. Like, there's
1: millions. Um, like, poor, poor younger Gabe. <laughs>
2: like, that's such an archaic example now. Like, remember calling Like people and like the whole, there was only one phone in the household for the whole family. So you're like dealing with the whole family rather than, but anyways, now you just swipe right. Um, But anyway. (laughs) we all have these vivid memories of when stress might have gotten the best of us, which is hard to just kind of put that away. So one of the tools that we have on HBRC-online.org is um, it's basically a worksheet, but it helps you to go through different experiences in the past where stress might've helped you like thinking of your personal values. Like what are the values that are extremely important to you? How has stress helped you to live those out? How has stress helped you to stay loyal, to be honest, to like, try to stay faithful um, to different people and stuff like that feeling in your gut when you're doing something wrong. That's part of your stress response saying, hey, something's off here. Or maybe like thinking of like the goals, the meaningful goals that you've accomplished in your life. How did stress help you to stay focused on those? How did stress help you to stay committed to the different things you need to do? Um, So all of that, Like all of these examples are really good ways to help us to solidify um, this belief that stress is good for us. Um, And this is a great like tool or worksheet, um, particularly to do with others, because the more stories we hear, the more that helps us to like see evidence that how stress can be helpful in our life. Um, So that's one strategy that we can have. Another strategy that I highly recommend is... um, Especially if you're struggling with stress, like it's sort of being pre-gaming or proactive in terms of thinking of what are the things that you need to do today and just thinking through how can stress help me to accomplish that. So what are the values I want to live through today? How stress is going to help me to be able to stay true to those? What are the tasks that I need to do today? What, what is it that I want my body and brain doing so that I can focus and perform at that? So just kind of going through that. And that's on that same worksheet as a tool that you can use. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is in the moment, just being able to name it. Like what it, what is it that you're experiencing it? And that just, again, like shifts it from like the subconscious part of your brain to like being aware and then like embracing it. Like perhaps coming up with a motto. Like my motto is, "This is just my body and brain giving me the energy I need to perform," mm-hmm. um, or making it a little bit more goal-directed. It's my body and brain helping me to listen to Kevin and Andy, be present with Kevin and Andy, <laughs> and have a fun conversation. Like, but by embracing it and being goal-directed, like it matters for a reason. So why does it matter, and how is it going to help you to do that? And um, so those are three different ways that you can help slowly to develop that mindset or in the moment take it and use the stress for good
0: I really like that I as I was sitting here thinking about my even myself like you know I really want to do this I want to start practicing this um there's I, I found myself even starting to get a little stressed about like oh I got to do this quick I've got to get there you know like you know and and also realize that in some ways that's an indicator that this is important to me too and I don't have to Get rid of the stress that, you know, about (laughs) you kind of harnessing stress that, that there's really a place for kind of approaching it and being there. It sounds a lot like mindfulness and being very present with, you know, Mm -hmm. where you're at in that moment. I I really, I really love that. I'm already kind of thinking of all the different places (laughs) that I can kind of shift my thinking about my relationship with stress.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and we'll certainly make that worksheet available. I was looking at it right. last night yeah. and working through it, and it's, it's awesome. I think it does such a really nice job of kind of pointing towards the key issues and, and mindsets, you know, developing the kind of key, the key concepts in that mindset that you want to develop. One of the things I really like about what you said is often um, when it comes to working with unhelpful thoughts. The focus can be on coming up with all sorts of external facts to sort of argue against it. And you can come up, we could probably talk about study after study and data that suggests that if you take this more stress optimization approach, it's going to actually lead to a more fulfilling life. But what the worksheet, I think, and the approach you're talking about really appeals to is one's personal experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, like we've all had experiences, I think you were saying, where we've been really, really stressed and didn't turn out so well. Right. I was thinking of my own stuff from like like high school, (laughs) Um, maybe, maybe after then, too. Um, But, you know, like it can act as sort of a filter on some of those experiences, maybe where stress really did help us step up um, and make things better. Um, I also really, really love the idea of pre sort of like pre planning to use the stress that's going to come up as, you know, almost fuel or energy to, to optimize what you're going to do, like allowing it to be part, allowing stress to be part of it, you know, maybe an important part of it, an ally even.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And by like thinking ahead as to how you want to use it, it makes it more automatic rather than um feeling this way where I'm like, like rather than having to like struggle to come up with it, like it right, yeah. sets you up for success.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Versus like, uh uh-oh, I hope stress doesn't show up. And then guess what? I'm doing something (laughs) I care about. And it's like, well, how do I manage it? And that really just is distracting because then it's like, how do you stop this ingrained, you know, physiological, biological, psychological reaction to something that's important while simultaneously doing what's important? I mean, it's you know, like, uh, it, it's, it's becomes two tasks at once. And, you know, we know that multitasking is not something we actually can do. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just switching between one and the other. So this is a nice way of kind of holding that in.
2: I think what's also interesting about it is like, often we have the focus on ourselves and how can we optimize stress, um, rather than like always trying to feel good, but do good through optimizing the stress. Um, but, Also, I think it's important, especially for us who work with others, who are training others or are trying to see growth in others, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to recognize that them like experiencing stress or maybe not necessarily feeling good could be on that process to growth. I was talking with a colleague of mine and she trains trainers um, and she was talking about two students that she had that were really, really struggling in the beginning and she would give them feedback. And the one would assimilate quickly, like, just like, oh, okay. But then they would go back to the same behaviors. Hmm. The other one, when she would get feedback, like one time she started crying, like she would struggle with it and really kind of not feel good about it. And she felt like she was doing something wrong, but then the behavior would change. And part of us, like part of the way we're built is that, like when we go through a struggle, when we go through something difficult, and we're changing our beliefs, we're changing the way that we go through the world, often it's not a pleasant experience. Often we might struggle with it. We keep reflecting on it and thinking about it. Um, So just being able to understand that, like, if I say something and they're not like, oh, like, not that immediate aha experience. Thank you, Socrates. Like, which (laughs) is great when that happens. Like, I love it when that happens. But if they're struggling, it doesn't necessarily mean that not going to get it it just means that that's their stress response system activating to help them kind of muck around and figure it out um and the key there is just being in it with them to help to support them through that
1: and you know you're so you're so right i mean the feeling of discomfort and stress that goes with not getting it quite right again, that can be an ally because it, it's orienting you to, it doesn't feel good. We don't want to not get it right. We have a, you know, an, in, you know, a, we want to be competent. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the pain of I didn't get it right this time might, if you use it in the right way, really help you to notice your, you know, your growth edge and then to go back. Uh, so Robin Walzer who we had on the podcast a, a little while back, um, in her book, uh, The Heart of Acts, one of the things she so it's a, a book about how to become a, a even better act therapist. One of the things she says in there is uh, discomfort always precedes growth, mm. you know, and just okay. sort of reminded me of what you're saying there. And I'm thinking about, you know, <laughs> when I make mistakes, I take it to heart, really take it to heart, probably more than I should. And I'm also very likely to then make a change. So I learn from it in the future, but it's, it's sort of interesting. Like like you're saying, working with trainees, um, working with clients, helping them to be open to those feelings might feel like really different than, you know, what we're kind of socialized to do, which is, oh, it's no big deal. Don't feel too bad about it. Like maybe actually feel bad about it. hmm. Yeah. You know? really?
2: at least continue to reflect and contemplate and explore it because like, like sometimes I think we just want to like, exactly. Don't worry about it versus, Hey, this is tough. Like it it makes sense that this is tough and this might not feel good, but let's just continue to explore it. How are you seeing it throughout your life? Like, you know, maybe try it, try it out. Um, But, and, and I think the big thing is is like being in it with them because stress is a sport like to optimize stress. Like we are designed to be in it with other people and being really, really stressful alone versus being really, really stressed when we know that there's people that have our back. It's three different ballgames. Like it's, mm. it's three different worlds.
1: And one of the ways that you've kind of, you know, in our podcast together today is like kind of modeled that is, I mean, you talked about several experiences where you are stressed, you know, and <laughs> yeah. It, it it's sort of like getting out of that expert role and, and being a human being with the other human beings you're with. So I, I wanted to highlight that because in addition to saying things like I'm I'm here for you, like just being a stressed out human being and letting <laughs> the per- people you're working with know th- about that, like that is normal. It's okay. Like it's actually more than okay. It's it's expected if you it could care be about this. Yeah, and could yeah. be useful. Yeah.
2: Um you what know, I, I think- love about that, Andy is like I think often we, you know, just whoever, but we feel like like if we if I can just explain it to them so that they know it, like then well, that's all they need. Like you hey, guess what? Stress can be good, done. First, <laughs> right versus is right. <laughs> like, like when when we're looking at our like our assumptions about the world, we really do gain that from our experiences, but also others' experiences, like our culture, like the world around us. So, like, the human side is the part where, oh, maybe this can be useful versus just knowing the knowledge, like on a test, true or false, can stress be useful, like true. Um, Yeah, I I think it's that, that human approach that is critical in really making that change.
1: Well, so this has been just a fascinating, fascinating conversation. And I feel like we could we could go on forever and and definitely we want to have you come back and chat some more with us about this topic. Um, So as we're closing up here, um, a little bit earlier on, you mentioned a couple of things that folks could do to really cultivate this mindset of stress optimization for themselves and maybe, you know, for folks they're working with. Um, Would you be willing to just repeat those three pieces of actionable intel?
2: Yeah, sure. And um, again, we can put the links to some of these resources online um, in the moment and experiencing stress, being able to name it, embrace it. Like, why is this important to you? And then having that goal directed, like, how do you want to use it um, in certain ways? Um, Then just taking some time. And I highly recommend it doing with others, but going through and thinking on coming up with past experiences, how stress has helped you. And that's the um, stress mindset worksheet that's in there. And then if you like, if you have a routine each morning or before something, like thinking through how can stress help me to live out my values, accomplish this goal, be committed to this relationship on whatever it is there. And then the fourth thing that I would add in like because this is a stressful time for people the more that we can like be there for other people even in like small ways but just yeah. let them know that we're in it together like not like the commercial in it together but actually <laughs> like showing behaviors that hey i'm i'm in this with you i i care about you as a person whether it's a stranger or someone with you having someone there having that support can make all the difference in the world
1: well, thanks again for being thank on the you. podcast. Um, really yeah. awesome suggestions. I'm going to go do that worksheet right now. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we We just so, so much appreciate you, you being with us and the work that you're doing out there.
2: Thank so you. Fun. Wow, this is great. This is, I've, I've been listening to all these podcasts, so this is a really great resource. Um, CDP always provides great resources. So appreciate
0: it. Oh, yes. Thanks for being part of it. it, it thanks for <laughs> thanks for hanging out with the uh, the stressful conversation with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um,
1: well, thanks for tuning in to nobody tunes in. <laughs> thanks for downloading or listening. What is this? Nineteen um, yeah. fifty. <laughs> thanks for thanks for
0: calling in on your dial phone.
1: Yeah, thanks for reading the telegraph. Of, <laughs> um, no, we appreciate everybody uh, listening to the podcast, and we'll. Um, be uh, excited to chat with you next time.
2: Thank you. Thanks for listening to practical
1: for your practice.
0: Please feel free to subscribe, rate, and join in on the conversation in the comments until next time.